0: Well, I want to welcome you to the Hills Church at home. In fact, one of the things you can do is go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org, download today's message notes. You can also download the kids activity sheet also on our website. You can find out all of our service times and upcoming events. But I want to talk today about in fact, we go into a time of communion and I'd encourage you at the end of the message, whether you're watching by video, listening by podcast, that you would take time and you would receive communion, whether you're by yourself, maybe you're with your family, but you would get those elements uh, prepared and go into a time of communion. My So my title today is Communion, the Gospel in Action. The Gospel in Action. And if you could just remember two things today, we'll keep it simple. It's the word remember and the word receive, remember and receive. Now, last couple of weeks, we've been in 1 uh, Corinthians and we've been looking at the Apostle Paul. In fact, I wanted to read that verse again that we've been doing every week for us to remember that we don't depend on the wisdom of man, but we depend on the power of God. And this is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses one through five. And it says, and I brethren, when I came to you, I didn't come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We also know as we read on, and you can read a little bit about that later in First Corinthians chapter 11, the Apostle Paul says this about communion, really what we would call what Jesus instituted the Last Supper as they were celebrating the Passover. Apostle Paul said this, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night that he was betrayed took bread. So we know this from the Apostle Paul. One, he was not there at the time that Jesus instituted the last the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper, our time of communion. But he received from the Lord the direction and the instruction of what to do. We remember Jesus's words, he talked about he had a fervent desire to have this celebration with the disciples. He said, as often as you do this, remember me. The early church was known that they were celebrating this, remembering him by breaking bread day upon day from house to house. So this was a common thing that they did. In fact, they were to remember and they were to receive what Jesus did in their life. So the Apostle Paul receives this direction, yet the time of communion in that Corinthian church was almost like you would you would attend like a, a large potluck or a, a dinner or something. The issue was some people were showing up early and they were eating all of the food. And then when it came time for the others to come, there was no food. There was division amongst one another and then they'd go into a time of communion. Some people were showing up drunk uh, to this time. But here's what is so important as we read And as we go through this, the Apostle Paul talks about and teaches about that you receive communion, not in an unworthy manner, but that it's part of the remembering and it's part of the receiving all that Jesus did. Now, let me back up just a little bit. If we can remember that as Jesus was going to celebrate Passover, with the disciples and um, give them uh, a sign, something that they would remember him by, by the breaking of the bread and by the drinking of the juice. When we go back to the time of the original Passover, we read about that in the book of Exodus. In fact, we read about those 10 plagues. You know, it's interesting, if you were to read uh, Exodus chapter 8, verse 22, there is that reference that the first three plagues which were blood, frogs, and lice came upon everybody, the Egyptians and the children of Israel. But there was a difference after that time, those plagues did not hit the children of Israel that were in Goshen. Blood, when we read about it, it filled the the river, the Nile rivers, the ponds, the streams. In fact, the people were digging around the edge to get some fresh water. When you think about, Fla- frogs everywhere. In fact, it wasn't just a frog. Frogs everywhere, the Bible says, everywhere. And then after that, they died, it began to stink. I'm sure the blood stank. And then we read about there being lice all around. Now, I don't know about you, but this seems to happen in my household that when somebody sees a spider, one, a fly, one, one mosquito, one bug, I mean, it goes into like panic mode. You know, that it's this huge creature that is burst in the house and is taking over the house. And when I, you go to help out, it's the tiniest little spider or it's one fly or it's one mosquito. I can't imagine having lice everywhere, flies everywhere, frogs everywhere. All of my drinking water turned to blood. But this was all to show Pharaoh to let the people go. And God hardened his heart every time. But here comes the Passover, the last plague. The children of Israel were told by Moses that they were in this celebration of this Passover, that they were to sacrifice a lamb, the firstborn without blemish, and that that blood of that lamb was to be painted around the doorstep, around the threshold of their door, And that when that angel of death came by, it would pass over. It was going to go to the Egyptians household and the firstborn would be killed. The blood was going to cause that to pass over. Now, they were to remember this. They were to teach their kids. They were to remember every year they would remember this one event, the Passover. So they would celebrate it as they do even today. It's a celebration that God not only took them out of the land of Egypt, but he passed over. There was that protection. But here's the thing. They remember it. But Jesus is gonna go a whole different step. In fact, we know this in the Bible, that Jesus gives his disciples specific instructions to prepare for Passover and the directions of who to look for and what to do and to have a place that they can do the Passover. And then we read this in Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 20, that when Jesus has decided that the hour was come as they've already been celebrating Passover, we read this in Luke 22, verse 14 through 20. When the hour had come, this is talking about Jesus, he sat down and the 12 apostles with him, and then he said to them, With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. What's he celebrating first? The Passover. We're to remember what God did before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks. And he said, take this and divide it amongst yourselves for I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper saying, this is, cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Remember, they're celebrating the Passover, what they were instructed to do. They were to teach this to their kids. They were to have a time of remembrance every single year about the Passover. But now Jesus is going to take it a next step. He's going to take bread and break it. He's going to take the cup and remind them that his blood that will be shed, is to be shed for them for their forgiveness of sins. Now, this whole event, we don't know exactly what they thought, but Jesus wasn't just telling them to remember what he was about to do. He was having them do this to receive what he was about to do. You know, we read this one verse in Isaiah um, chapter 53, which is very familiar to a lot of people, but I want to read it out of the New Century version. And it says this, but he took our suffering on him. He felt our pain for us. We saw his suffering and thought God was punishing him, but he was wounded for the wrong that we did. He was crushed for the evil we did. The punishment which made us well was given to him and we are healed because of his wounds. Listen to that last part. The punishment of what made us well was given to him and we are healed because of his wounds. You know, when we read about this, Again, when we go back to that one thought of of the Exodus and the Passover, they were to remember. As Jesus now celebrates this time to remember what God did, the significance of taking them to that promised land, the land that they're in, Jesus now stops and he uses those words about this time of communion and he uses the words, I have a fervent or a intense desire. I have such an intense desire. In fact, it's almost like he's saying, for this moment, I wanted us to gather. Before we go into the very next moments and hours, I want us to gather to remember this and not just to remember, but you're going to receive what I'm about to do for you. You know, we read about as they go into uh, the Mount of Olives and the Garden of Gethsemane, And all of those things that now begin to take place and Jesus's beatings and his whippings and his ultimate crucifixion and his words of it is finished so that now we can receive everything that he did. And in fact, let me read that Isaiah verse again. But he took our suffering on him. Are you suffering today? Jesus took that for you. He felt our pain for us. We saw his sufferings and thought God was punishing him, but he was wounded for the wrong we did. Remember in the Passover, the firstborn blameless lamb, Jesus did no wrong. He committed no sin, but that sin came upon him for the wrong that we did. He was crushed for the evil we did. The punishment that made us well was given to him, and we are healed because of his wounds. It's interesting. uh, Those of you that have children probably know this is um, you never want to see your kids hurting, discouraged, discouraged, you would in a moment take that upon you, especially if there was some type of physical hurt. You would say, I would take that upon me so that they wouldn't have to go through that. Jesus took upon himself all of the sin of the world, all of the sickness and disease, past, present, and future. And the interesting thing is we read that verse, we are healed today because of his wounds. We're not just to remember. The communion was never just to be something, let's remember him. Communion was always about let's receive in our own life and our bodies what he did for us. Let's receive today on behalf of somebody else. Let's stand in the gap for somebody else. And so as you um, go into a time of communion, whether you're stopping a video, whether you're stopping a podcast Uh, I pray these things that are either on our notes or I want to read to you here on the screen. I pray that you take your bread and that we know and we believe that Jesus paid the price for my healing and my sins are forgiven. As I take the bread, I remember what the Apostle Paul says, I examine myself. I'm not to do this in an unworthy manner. In fact, the apostle Paul says you do it in an unworthy manner. That's why many of you are sick and that's why many of you have fallen asleep or have died. This is not a time to be, this isn't just a time to remember, it's a time to receive. So we know and believe that Jesus paid the price for my healing. And as I take the cup today, I remember my sins are forgiven. 1 John 1, 9, that if I confess my sins, He is faithful and just to forgive me of all of my sins, and to cleanse me from unrighteousness. As I eat the bread that I broke to remember Jesus's body that was broken, me as I drink the cup to remember His blood that was shed, and that I'm in a new covenant. I'm so grateful in faith, and I'm so thankful. I have this Thanksgiving heart because of what Jesus did for me. And as I love to read in Matthew 26, after that time of communion, the disciples went out and they sang a hymn. We don't know what song they sang, but the thanksgiving that's in my heart for what Jesus did and what I just received should turn into a heart of worship. I pray that when today and every time when you end a time of communion, that you stop, and that you go into a time of worship between you and your your heavenly Father, that you remember all that Jesus did for you, that don't just remember it, but receive it into your life. Father, I pray today as we receive uh, communion, I thank you that our sins are forgiven, and I thank you that our bodies are healed and whole. Lord, we stand also in the gap for those uh, that are believing you for a healing or something that might look impossible, we remember with you nothing is impossible. We trust you today. Father, for every anyone out there that does not know you has never made Jesus the Lord of their life or today is a day of coming back and running back to you, we pray that prayer. In fact, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, the most important prayer that you can ever pray. The beginning of this new life is said in these words, so say it and believe it in your heart and confess Jesus as Lord. Let me lead you in this prayer. Pray this with me, dear God. I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again for me. I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. And today I'm in your family. In Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time, the most important thing to do is remember this all heaven rejoices. The second thing is tell somebody. You can reach out to us through our website hillschurcharcadia.org. You can reach out to us via a social media platform you're watching or get on the phone, text somebody and tell them what you just did. That's, the most important step in following the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, as we receive our tithes and offerings today, I want to read this one verse out of Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. It says this, There are many plans in a man's heart. Let me ask you a question. Have you made plans before? Have you sat down and wrote out plans? Have you dreamed? Have you strategized? It says, nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. We read other scriptures in the Bible that man plans his way, the Lord directs his steps. The Lord's counsel, what he's speaking to you, is what stands. So when you're giving today, remember all of the promises that God has for you as you give and pray this prayer with me. As I give in today's offering, though I might make my own plan, it is the Lord that directs my feet. God is carefully overseeing all that is happening in my life. He is at work on my behalf. Even today, He's at work in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're giving today, you can do so. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can click on the top right hand button on the screen on the give button. It's safe, fast. And secure. You can also write to us. You can mail it to us. The Hills Church, PO Box 661419, Arcadia, California, 91066. Hey, and remember, as we head into the month of April, if you are in the Arcadia area, know somebody in the Arcadia or surrounding communities, every second Saturday of the month and every fourth Saturday of the month, we have a free food ministry. And it begins at 10 o'clock. So it's coming up this next week, uh, April 9th at 10 a.m. Free food ministry out in the front of the church. Uh, Encourage you to do so. You can go to our website, pass it along to somebody as well too. Also remember, we celebrate this next Sunday, Palm Sunday. And then on April 17th, we celebrate Easter where Jesus was risen. Psalm 121, 1 and 2. I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Your help this week, your help today, my help, it comes from the Lord. His counsel stands and he directs our steps. The Lord bless you even as you receive a time of communion and we'll see you this week.